Welcome to The Real Van City. I am your host, Michael Tranmer. On this podcast, you will hear inspiring stories from Vancouver's top influential leaders on how to achieve authentic business, relationship, and spiritual success. Let's get into it. All right. Our guest this week on The Real Van City is Kathy Thorpe. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Kathy joined Nurse Next Door as president in 2014 with the mission of growing the business across both Canada and the U.S. Under her tenure, the company has accelerated its growth and now has over 300 locations across North America. In 2016, Kathy was promoted to president and CEO with the goal of taking the organization to global heights and expanding its international footprint. Since then, Nurse Next Door has opened master franchises in both England and Australia, and is currently exploring other markets. An accomplished leader, Kathy brings over two decades of leadership experience in the retail industry to Nurse Next Door. She previously served as president of Please Mom and director of Canadian operations for The Gap and The Gap Kids, where she was responsible for over 150 stores and over 1,000 employees. Kathy's diverse experiences have inspired and enabled her to accelerate growth and disrupt the traditional home care industry model. However, her business goals go beyond market expansion. Through bold kindness, her culture and leadership philosophy, she has developed self-led leaders across the brand system, resulting in an average NPS score of 70 plus among clients and caregivers. Through her new book, Bold Kindness, A Caring, More Compassionate Way to Lead, to be released January 2024, Kathy is bringing her bold kindness philosophy to other business leaders and motivating them to disrupt traditional business practices. Kathy's leadership was recognized during the COVID-19 pandemic, where she was a recipient of a BC CEO of the Year Award for the Award of Distinction category. We've had a good run. (laughs) <laughs> You've had, what, what well, it say? ages me right so <laughs> does it age you or inspire you and energize you yeah. i guess it depends on the day hey listen there it's been a journey and a great journey and lots of learnings along the way well when i read that it sounds like i'm i'm you know i'm i'm it just kind of sounds overwhelming for me to 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 read that and process that and imagine what you must have on your plate but you know here we are on on this friday afternoon casually sitting having a conversation you don't seem any more stressed or nervous than I do about this conversation. So how, I guess how it has been a journey, but how, like, how do you, how do you kind of compartmentalize all that responsibility and overseeing so many employees and so much expansion and, and, um, you know, the, the, the goals of the company and things like that. How do you, how do you kind of maintain a, a a life of seemingly blissful state? (laughs) Seeming, seemingly blissful. Um, that's a great question. I, I think for me, it's, well, that's actually been part of the journey of who I want to be as a leader. And, you know, I unapologetically say that I work with only great people. And when you work with great people, you get out of their way. And I, I will say that I have a self-led team that are better than me at everything they do. So I get out of their way. And that's really, you know, where I've had the opportunity over these years to, to develop this concept of bold kindness and, you know, who I wanted to be as a leader and what I wanted our culture to feel like at Nurse Next Door. Nice. Yeah, that's great. And I, I love leadership. Like I, I've been working as an engineer for 17 years and, you know, leadership positions and my next role yeah. coming up more and more. Um, but in the consulting engineering world, like I, I've, I've seen good leadership and other leadership. Right? So it's, and I'm sure everyone have, has. Right? Yeah, yeah, everyone sure. has. Yeah. So is that, I guess my question would be where, where did this initiative start? Where did bold kindness come from? Where did the strive for, for leadership for you? Uh, did, did, were you existing and working in a in a state that you recognized that it could be done better and then started piecing towards getting there? Yeah, I, you know, it, it it starts at the beginning of your 
career journey. And, you know, you've got your bosses and then you become a boss. And, you know, it was really, I, I look at my time with The Gap and I had some great bosses and I had some bosses that I didn't want to work for. And I also looked at my, my own leadership style and, and it was, I was learning from the good bosses and the bad bosses. And I, I think at some level, I felt incongruent with who I wanted to be as a leader. I just didn't know how to express it or really what was going on at the time. And so, you know, and, and so what are those feelings, you know, uh, you know, fear-based, you felt controlled, you felt like you were put into a box and couldn't make decisions and you wanted to use your brain. You had so much to give and not the opportunity to give it. And those were just some of those feelings that I connected with. And I, I think they sat in my gut for years. And then it was really that opportunity to start with Nurse Next Door in the role that I had that I was like, okay, wow, who do I want to be as a leader? And I really went back to that those feelings. And I literally sat in those feelings. And it's like, okay, what did that feel like? Why did that happen? How can I do this differently? So yeah, it was really that that start of that leadership journey at the gap with learning a ton. But it's the good and the bad, right? Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I um, And yeah, so today, we're going to talk about leadership. And we're going to talk about the book coming out bold kindness as well. But yeah, leadership, 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 I when when you were saying that it's, 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 I was thinking about a buddy of mine who's gone out on his own over the last five or eight years, whatever it is, and started his own engineering firm. And good for um, him. Yeah. Mm. Right. I'm like, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And here in Vancouver, doing, doing amazing. Uh, like four, and with he's got four other partners now. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and like 40 employees. Nice. So, wow. Right. Mm -hmm. But one of the reasons he did that was to create a company and a culture. Mm -hmm. Um, and just like you were saying, kind of not being in those similar feelings of, of being feeling cramped and repressed and, and not being able to express yourself and, and do all those things. That being said, it's been hard and challenging from what I what I've heard to follow through on that and, and create the place where his people want to work because, you know, trust is one of the, the biggest issues that he, he needs to to build in. So it's. Um, different i guess when you 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 have to lead people and you have to get results and and lead with trust and and do all of that so i guess the i guess the question is like how how what does that mean to like for him to go back and sit in those feelings when when he was working for someone else and it was hard and challenging and he didn't like several things what does that mean to to carry those those feelings into where he is now as a leader and make sure he doesn't repeat making his people feel the same. Yeah, I mean, that's the challenge, right? And so, you know, I go back to what you're talking about with trust. And when you say the word trust, and how do you build that? You know, it's about getting to know real people, human beings, right? And I think that business today really doesn't spend enough time getting to know who that person is, what makes them tick, what are their dreams, what are their goals? And, you know, I think when you build that level of a relationship with someone, you're building trust, right? And then, then, then you can figure out how you're going to show up as a leader for that person, because it's an individual person that's going to need something different than that other person. And I, so yeah, foundationally, it's like, how do you develop that trust? And I think it's through getting to know human beings. Yeah, it's it's kind of obvious, but it's 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 it it really works because if you know what the person that you're working with and talking to, what their desires are and what they want to do on the weekend and how they want to thrive in different ways, then you you work with them differently. So how how have you? But then again, I keep going to engineering and consulting, and, yeah. and there's forty hours in the week, and we ideally are charging to to a project each each time. So there's not a I mean, there is a lot of time to get to know the people you work with, but it's not always as structured as it could be. So what have what have you done at Nurse Next Door to to get to know the the people that you work with? Do you have retreats? Do you have monthly meetings? Do you have things that are set up or has it been more organic than that? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, we have lots of things in place, so to speak. Um, you know, we have a bold dreams and goals program. So we work with people on what their bold dreams and goals are. They create vision boards. Um, you know, so we have those tactical process driven things, but I would say that, you know, it really, it starts with myself and how I show up as being vulnerable and, you know, how do I share my life and my experiences with people? Because I think when they see me doing that, then it gives them permission and they feel like they can do the same thing. So it, it's not as much how it happens, but it's just that, that like, where do you get to? What's that level of vulnerability for myself as a leader and how I have to show up? And I'll give you an example. So two and a half years ago, I lost my husband to colon cancer. So, you know, my kids who are, uh, Sophia is 17, Jackson's 19. They lost their father. I lost my husband. And you know, he was sick for two years before he passed away. And I will say I brought all of that to work. I wasn't, you know, we're in home care. It's a home care company. We take care of people in their homes when they're sick. And I wasn't going to hold back on that. And, and I didn't hold back on that. And I will say that nurse next door and I and my kids went through that journey of, you know, Harry being sick. So he was part of that journey at that time. And then when he passed away, it was really this journey of what, you know, I was going through, my kids were going through with grieving and just how nurse next door showed up and really, they were all there for me. And, you know, I didn't hide anything. And so when they saw me showing up and being that vulnerable, you'd be amazed at what happens and how people, you know, they open up and they share things and they say what they want and they challenge themselves. And it's just beautiful. And you know, what you're left with is this, it's a tribe, it's a community, it's this family that really comes together and, and cares about each other. Yeah, well, it's kind of uh, a living thing, right? The company and, 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 and I guess you're, 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 if you think about how you're feeding it, with the input of how you show up, like how the people show up are feeding this, this living creature. And so if you, if you, if you show up and you're, you're not being authentic and vulnerable and you're hiding things and there's this nervous energy, you're going to create kind of this ball, this energy, this company that reflects that. Is that a simplified version? Yeah. And when you look at business today, it's like, we're, it's like, we're afraid to show who our, our authentic selves are. And really that's the beauty of leadership. You know, when I, I go back to your, you were saying about your friend, how does he create this culture that's not, that's different than what he had before? Well, it's like being real, being authentic, having, you know, real conversations. And, and those are the things that are going to help build something that's different because that's not happening in the workplace today. And I, it's funny because I think so many people can resonate with these feelings. And, you know, for me, I, I'll go back to I, when I started just really diving into bold kindness and the whole concept, you know, it, it was this whole conversation of people aren't engaged in the workplace. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just don't want to be leading an organization where people feel that way. You know, how can we have something different where people are excited to come to work? And I don't know, I, I bring that up because. That is that is really what we have to solve to. We spend a lot of time at work and wow, to say that people aren't engaged and not take that really seriously. Yeah, that, for me, it's a big problem out there. Yeah, huge. Totally get it. Yeah. And first decade of, of my career, totally disengaged and, and slowly started chipping away at it after that. And more so in recent years, showing up more as myself. But yeah, there, there still is that... Um, fear, I guess, out there that if you really show up as your 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 wacky self, people are going to judge you or uh, you could get fired or something mm -hmm. if you, you know, have different views or whatever it may be. But if if the leader of the organization is 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 showing up and I think I read it in the intro of, of this book, it's like you you naturally like it makes sense that if you are going through one of the hardest parts of your entire life, you're not going to turn it off when you show up for work. Mm -hmm. and for the people you work with to, to see that they must be rather inspiring. So no, they can have bad days too, right? We're all going to have bad days. 
but to be able to have a bad day and come and, and do the job and get supported by your teammates, I think that's kind of what you're after. It is what you're after and it's all you can ask for, right? Yeah. We're, we're all trying to do our best and have a lot of things going on in our lives. And if we're not putting that all together, then that's pretty difficult. Yeah. And okay, well, now I, I need to ask, like as the, the leader of the organization and, um, you know, we all want to be authentic and, and, and share what we're, we're doing to, to the right extent within the right boundaries. But the, in this day and age, there is a lot of cancel culture going on. If you, depending on what you do on the weekend, what you believe in, what you post and all this stuff. So how, how, like what, what, how do you, how do you lead your, your team and your group or what are the, the standards for if, if someone, um, you know, is going to a protest about this or posting about this online and is it, is it a completely open free speech sort of environment or what sort of advice would you have for, uh, the folks that you work with? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, first of all, I'm not really on, I, 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 I'm on social media, but I don't do a lot of posting. So I'm not of that era. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I think about that, it's, well, let me go back to what we call self-led leaders. And we only work with self-led individuals at nurse next door. And for what that means is, you're an adult and you make adult decisions and you don't need to be managed. So, you know, you're going to show up on time. You're going to get your work done. You are going to, if you have questions, you're going to ask those questions. If you have something to say to someone, you're going to say it to them. You're not going to say it to someone else. And I could go on and on about that. And so going back to your question, we work with self-led people. So they're making adult decisions. So I trust that they're going to make the right decisions and have the right level of integrity in the decisions they make to protect themselves and the organization. Yeah, because ultimately, if we are working with an organization, we do need to make adult decisions. On, on that's very well right? afraid. Like, yeah. come on, like really, right? Yeah, let's, adult let's decisions. show up as an as an adult. And for me, this was really, you know, it was about probably eight years ago, and you know, the role of manager, I'm like, why do we really have the role of manager? And I'm like, they're actually there to manage poor performance. So what if we just don't have poor performance? And so why do we? It's like, well, because we don't, if, if you have people that aren't acting like adults, they need to be managed. And, and that to me is like, well, let's just get rid of that problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and let's fully step into, we will only work with a self-led team and you need to show up and be self-led. And when you are self-led, you will have the freedom and autonomy to absolutely love your job. Cool. Now, how, now how about for someone who is maybe in their early 30s and, and you know, they have managers and several layers of them and they're, they're relatively early in their, their career and you know, for the most part, they're going and, and doing a job and, and they're, they're getting a paycheck and they're not affording any house around here, but that's a, that's a separate conversation. How, and you know, they have parameters of what job they need to work in, but maybe they, you know, they get a little frustrated, right? And then they're kind of stuck in this and they can't really see a future 10 or 20, 30 years down the road and, and see where they may work. How do you, how does someone like that sort of be self-led kind of outside of their current role and and build up themselves, I guess, to potentially grow within an organization and become more in a leadership role. So I guess I'm saying, like, how do they kind of expand beyond the confines of what their manager thinks they can do without ruffling too many feathers? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So um, I, I first of all go to. You can never look at your boss to motivate you you're responsible for motivating yourself. And when you do that, you can do amazing things because you are inspiring and leading yourself, who you know, what you can do, what you can't do, the things you want to learn, the, how you want to grow. So I would say that. And then I would say, you know, listen, it, it's what I, I can only say what I've 
done over the years. Um, when I was with The Gap, you know, I started as a sales associate and I ended up doing various roles and moving to Germany, running the German organization, and then coming back and running Canada. And I will say that I was always so, if I was in one role, I was having that job, descri job description for the next role. And I was sure as heck working towards fulfilling all of the pieces of that job description. I was asking for feedback on what I needed to do to go to the next level. You know, it's, it was entirely my responsibility to understand what it took to get to that next level. And when you are empowered to do that, you're not waiting around asking, waiting around for anyone else to get you there. You're getting there yourself. Nice. So you show up and you complete your role. You have an eye on your, your next step. Maybe you don't know where it is 10 or 20 years down, sure. down, the, down the road. You know, I should think you should have goals and aspirations. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember I, I'm working with an individual at Nurse Next Door and he's been with the company for 17 years. And, you know, about five years ago, I, I said, you know, what do you want to do, you know, ultimately with your career? And he said, I want to be a CEO. And so, you know, yeah, you have to step into these things and you have to be, yeah, like be bold and have these huge career desires and dreams and then go for it. Know the steps that it would take to get there. Yeah. And that's, that's relatively, so that's achievable for that individual. You're like, it may take two years or five years or 20 years, if the, but if they want it and if they're humble enough to figure it out, you can, they can be shown the steps and, and they can get there if they still want it after 10 or 20 years. I would say most of all, you have to be a learner. You have to be open to continuous learning. You have to be open to receiving feedback, asking for feedback, and, and really wanting to, you know, be a better version of yourself and, and just have that continuous learning mindset. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Uh, Maxine Cunningham, CEO of Pick My Brain, which is a, a startup, and she Basically, it's e-commerce for knowledge. It's and this is the episode that's out this week, which I'm just so excited about it. It's so cool. But she sat in that chair and said she can only expand her company um, by the same degree that she expands her mental capacity. Mm -hmm. So do you if, if you're going through this expansion with Nurse Next Door, you know, big push in, into the US and, and globally as well? Do, do you find that you need to personally mm -hmm. expand and be able to take on more capacity and, and you need to learn how to, to grow the organization or, or do you kind of have a, a roadmap map figured out and you're just more so going through the steps? I think you are a hundred percent responsible for continuous learning as a leader. And if you're not doing that, then you will fall behind and you will not do the best thing for people or the organization. And so, yeah, I spend a lot of time in continuous learning and I'll give you an example. So, you know, I've got this book coming out and like, I'll be honest, it, it's, I, I've never really put myself out there in a large way. It's not something I'm entirely comfortable with, you know, um, I will in the environment that I know, but out to the world, it's, it's not easy. And so you know, about a year ago, I'm like, okay, so if I'm really going to go after this book, and really step into what I see as an opportunity to talk about bold kindness, and how leadership can be done differently, then I better sure as heck be ready to, you know, step into that. And what do I need to do to get better at stepping into that? And so one of the things was I started working with a lady named Valerie, and she has helped me to develop, you know, just being here today, mm -hmm. being here today, being able to articulate myself. How do you dig deep in the conversations? How do I use my physical presence as well as my mental and emotional presence to be able to articulate things at a level where people can learn and understand? And so, you know, you have to be pretty real with yourself and say, okay, what am I what am I good at? What am I not good at? And I better get better at that. So yeah, it, that that's the fun of it, though. That's the I, I enjoy that very much. Because it's when you're uncomfortable, you're learning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so great, but so un uncomfortable. But um, it's, that's such a common thing for, for a lot of people want to put ourselves out there. But it's a, uh, there's many different blocks along the way. But one is like, wow, I'm just, 
if I'm the leader and even, even in leadership, like if I'm the CEO or I'm the boss or I'm the manager, I'm the leader, like uh, a lot of people sometimes go towards like, it's all about me, mm. right? It's, and so if I'm writing a book and I'm promoting it, how a lot of people are uncomfortable with, with putting themselves out there and, and kind of positioning themselves as the, the expert that knows everything, even though that's not what the, the message is. So it's a very, it's a very common problem. But so it's interesting to, to read your bio with decades and decades of leadership experience, and then have you pinpoint on how it's been challenging to in the last little while, go into more of a, a public role to, mm. to share what you have learned. So how, what has that mindset shift been? If you could pinpoint it, have you arrived at the point where okay, I actually know a lot of great stuff that can help people. So it's, I need to get over my block to, to get that out there and help them. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, do you believe in yourself enough? Right. And do you believe in what you're saying enough? And I really do. And, you know, I, I truly, well, not only do I believe in it, I've seen the results of it and I've seen what's happened to the organization. I've seen what's happened to people and their development. I see what happens with our retention and the years of service that we have in the organization. And when you look at what's, what are the main problems out there? It's the opposite, right? Like it's hard to find great people. No, it's not. It's hard to keep great people. No, it's not. It's hard to get great results. No, it's not. So it was like, okay, Kathy, like step into this, go and share this with the world because there's, you know, it, and it, it doesn't need to be for everyone, but it, it's a version of what we can have that looks different and I think is current to what the world is asking for today. Okay. So, yeah. Amazing. Do I step into that or don't I step into it? Well, I better because that's a shame if I don't. Yeah, I love it. All right. So let's talk about some some tangible things for leaders then in, in terms of um, engagement and retention and, and finding good people and, and, and keeping them there and and empowering them. So what, what, I guess for, for, for at nurse next door over the years that you've been there, what's, how have you taken people that when you, when you showed up as president and then president and CEO, how, how have you engaged them to kind of go from people that show up to do their job to they are now thriving in their career and quite happy to be there? What are, what are sort of like one or two things that you've done to, to engage them? Well, to me, it's all about the culture. Right. And this is where I'll go back to bold kindness. And, you know, bold is about having direct, real conversations with someone to help them get better at their job and to give them that real time feedback and not be sitting on it, but to uh, want to help them to develop. And then you add the kindness into it and you're going to have that conversation. Well, first of all, you're going to know that person. And so you're going to know how to speak to them in a kind way that they're going to hear your message and they're going to be motivated by that message as opposed to only hearing what they're doing wrong. And so that's really where bold kindness came from. And, and that to me is what the culture of Nurse Next Door represents. And that's what we have with our employees and the people that share, you know, we're in those conversations and we're doing it the right way. So I think you have to create a culture that, yeah, supports direct conversations and it has to be, you know, a culture that is kind and caring and ultimately knows that human beings are working there. Yeah. No, it's, it, again, it makes perfect sense, but it's not always in practice out there. Because what, what I've seen in the engineering space, it's people that are good technically, 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 they somehow by default get put into management positions. Mm -hmm. And that's not their their forte. And now I like I love working with engineers and, and, and how we kind of systematically place things out. So how how do you how do you train and teach leadership for a technical person, perhaps going into a management role? Like, do you um, break down how to speak kindly to people that you work with. And it, it, it seems like a, a, a strange thing to have to discuss and lay out, but it's truthfully something that's necessary. 
I'm going to go back to, do you know the person? Have you asked them? <laughs> right? Like, it's like, like, don't, don't try to know what that person needs. That person's going to tell you what they need. And, you know, I, I, I think kindness, well, we all know how we want to be treated. <laughs> Right. And isn't this just about treating others as, as how you want to be treated, um, taking the time to care about them? Um, what else would I say? Like kindness is, yeah, it, it's wanting that other person to succeed, not fail. It's about you wanting that other person to feel great. It's not about you. It's about them. Um, you know, it's about you giving them the space and autonomy to really go after their role to make decisions and sometimes those decisions are going to be the right ones and sometimes they're going to be the wrong ones and it's like how do you stay in that neutral place to allow them to go through the experience of what they learned when something worked and also to go through the experience when something didn't work because that's the beauty right when you can have that space and you hold neutrality with it then people learn and grow but they're doing it on their own right but you must you must have had experiences over the years where where you've given someone the autonomy and you've given them everything you've gotten to know them, but still they haven't engaged in the work and still they haven't completed their their job or their role or grown and they've um, probably had to let a couple people go. So what in in those instances is it is it is it because it's not a match for the role that they're in and who they are, or is it perhaps you know something from their personal life that is uh, preventing them from being engaged in in the work and and like would you have done everything you could and, and and gotten to know them and given them all the tools but then you have to i imagine get to a certain place and go that's just it's not going to work anymore yeah i mean i'm going to go back to are they were they self-led right and um like start there and then i i think it goes down to you know it's self-led is not for everyone right? Like some people truly do want to be told what to do. And so that, that sometimes comes down to not being a culture fit and that's okay. And we help people, you know, I think, you know, getting rid of people, I I think it's about being in conversations about, about what a person wants to do, what makes them, what are they passionate about? What do they get excited about? And sometimes, you know, they take on a role that's not as exciting as for them as they thought it would be. And that's okay. And let's have that conversation, right? And because that's fine. And let's, how do we figure it out so that you can go and find what your passion is and let us help you, right? And so that's the conversations we want to have. It's more of an alignment issue, right? It's not someone's not right for the organization or something, or there's something wrong no. with them. It's like they're what they're what they want to do is not in alignment with the organization. So it's it's okay. It's totally okay. And let's let's help that individual find what they're passionate about. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So what are you what are you excited about for for the book that's coming out? Bold kindness coming out in, in January. What are or when someone picks up the book in, in January, early next year, what are what are some of the themes of, of the book that they're gonna um, be able to grasp and pull into their role as a leader or a, a self-led uh, leader as as well. What's uh, what can we expect from the book? Well, I mean, listen, it, it goes through all of the tactical approaches of what you can do to bring bold kindness into the culture of your organization. I'm going to go back to at, at the foundational level. It, it's it's not about top-down leadership. It's about how are you in a, you know, you're in the role of mentoring and developing your team. And how, how do you show up in that role? And how do you show up as a person? And how are you continuing to work on yourself so that you can be that type of leader? Because it's not about you. It's about your people. It's about your team. It's about the clients. It's about who everyone else. And it's, how do you step into that? And that is what bold kindness is. And to me, it's a completely different leadership approach than what the typical norm is out there in the business world. Nice. It's, it seems like, like, a, like a good audio book to, to listen to, uh, like a chapter or half a chapter on the way to work. Apply what you'll, you'll learn 
uh, throughout the day and then kind of reflect on the way home and go, oh, I didn't actually do that, right? I didn't do that or I nailed that. Um, maybe I'm going to drive to work the next day and re-listen to that chapter and try to try to apply you know, better uh, listening with people, um, you know, more coaching and mentoring mm-hmm. as opposed to managing and, and, and things like that. But yeah. it, it's got, we got to be in motion to we apply do. these things. And you have to really sit. I always say, you know, are you sitting in what's uncomfortable? Right. Like, so if you go and try something, you know, that day and it's uncomfortable, then then when you're driving home, sit in it and figure out why it's uncomfortable, because that's really where the beauty of the learning is, because you get to figure that out and say, oh, okay, it's because I feel this. Oh, let's do this then. And maybe I'll have a better approach. So should we be aiming if we're if in 2024, I, I can't believe we're talking about, you know, New Year's. My gosh, <laughs> yes, it's true. Oh, whatever. It's it's common, but, you know, New Year's resolutions. And I, I actually like that sort of thing. And yeah. like, what are we going to do and, yeah, and grow is, into it, to next year? Yeah, you're right. But should that kind of be a goal? Like pick up bold kindness on January 2nd? January 2nd. January 2nd. Yes. Pick up bold kindness January 2nd. Start working through it. But should the goal to be rather uncomfortable at least once a week for the first quarter of 2024? And that that is a sh- uh, showing us growing as leaders. That's a great point. And yes, I, I think we should all feel uncomfortable growing and learning. And yes, if that's the well, all the time. But I love the fact that you're saying it for the first quarter. And I would hope that there are pieces of the book that are going to feel uncomfortable for people. And therefore, um, we're doing something different. And that's all I can ask for is just my message on how do we do this differently so that we can have people who are excited to come to work and feel like they are fulfilled and living great lives. So where does your passion for leadership come from? And where does your your drive to make people come to work and and enjoy their work come from like you know you could you could you could just run the organization and 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 do great work and and um you know have people that like to to work there for for the most part and and that be it but what's like why write the book and why why talk about it why put it out there why go through the the extra work to um do all that because who knows what what reward or whatever it may be out the other end like what what what's what where did that original spark come from to 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 share and 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 I think what I I may know one answer that that it could be but what, what do you think that that real passion to to teach and learn and lead comes from I I think I I just love working with people like I love working with people and I love seeing them thrive and grow and develop and you know, it's just that experience of seeing what worked, feel well, actually feeling what worked and feeling what didn't work over the years, trying new things here at Nurse Next Door and, and just loving where this has gone and just wanting to share that and express that and have the opportunity to help people do it differently. Because that's, you know, coming out of COVID, the world changed and we are no longer in the same place and people want things done completely differently. And so how are we just looking at those things that are out there on different viewpoints? And that's what this book has really inspired me to, to bring across to the world. Cool. And what, what, so what have you learned or had to, and you, you mentioned previously about, you know, being in a more public space, you've had to learn and grow into that, but what, what specifically about putting the book together of you, learned about yourself and how did the process go of, of writing the book and uh, how do you feel going going about a month and a bit away from from the launch? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a long journey. And I would say where it started and where it's where it is today are two very different places. And, you know, you have to have a great team around you and you have to have people that, you know, say the real thing and what they like about the book, what they don't like about the book, what can we change and just being really open and vulnerable to, you know, the feedback that you need to receive to to make it the best that you can make it. Nice. But also have the direction and knowing and vision that you have of, of what you want to achieve and what, what perhaps the message is. And you probably had to say no a couple of times. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah but it, it's a journey and, you know, it's, it's, surrounding yourself with great people who you know are going to give you great feedback. <laughs> it's interesting you 
I like people too. Mm-hmm. Not all, not every day, all day, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I'm an introvert and like books and things like that. Um, but it's interesting you say you like people and like, like, are you an extrovert? Are you? I'm are, not. I'm actually an introvert. So how do you? So do you? Do you go and you be around people? Um, and some days they give you energy when when you see them them thriving, and then you're happy to have uh, time to yourself on the weekend or the evenings. Yeah, you know, I I do the things that replenish my energy. Um, you know, I, I love being outdoors. I love running. I love, you know, just even, I love being a mom, right. And that just, all of those things just replenish my energy and give me that ability to walk through those doors every day and get pretty excited about being there. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. What's, so what's your process for making sure the run, I'm a runner as well. Um, and, and doing the outdoor things and doing the ocean things. I was in Tofino earlier this week. So oh, nice. I just, I am just cured. I am just lit up right now. It feels so incredible. Just being in the ocean. It, yep. It's so magical. Yeah. It's therapeutic. Uh, so, right? Oh, it's incredible. So, how, so you, you, you make that a priority and how do you, how do you, I guess, turn your, turn your mind off from all the CEO things when, when, or, or do you, if, if you're out for a run or a walk in the forest? You know, I've always been very fluid with it. Like sometimes I turn it off. Sometimes I don't, I don't really worry about it. I, I, you know, I, I enjoy thinking about things and whatever that thing is I want to think about, I think about it. And, you know, it's the same as, you know, going on holidays. I don't mind having work to do when I go on holidays. And I, you know, I'm, I, I just, I, I like having a fluid life. It's not for everyone, but it works for me. I like that too, because when I when I go for a walk to the grocery store down on Fourth, sometimes I'm like, "All right, I got 45 minutes. Uh, maybe I'm gonna I have something to think about. Like, what am I gonna think about? Right? And, yes. and I, who knows where it goes? Yes. And maybe I'll be done thinking about it by the time I get there. But it's it's kind of an intentional time with your 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 brain and, and where you're going or having a problem to, to solve. It's, it's kind of fun. It's so fun, and I love being in, on that run where you, your head goes into that place of flow. And you're just thinking about that problem and trying to solve it. And, you know, you can go back to work on Monday and just have some really great thoughts that, you know, you can bring into to what you're doing that day. I always I I sometimes get some good thoughts. Well, I think they're good. Who knows what happens with them afterwards when when I'm on my run. But I have to repeat. I either have to stop and pull over and write them in my phone or I have to repeat them in my mind as I'm running and then write them in my phone. But there was an instance over the last couple of months where I didn't do that. And this great thought that i had is it's gone it was gone. it hasn't it hasn't come back yet so who, whatever someone else can, can yeah it. it'll come back yeah so it's fine um great great question for me specifically in this instance and i'll take uh, advantage of you being here about someone showing up in a in a new job a new place um for the first time which i'm doing coming up very excited about it and um yeah i've, I've never been as excited to show up in a in a, in a new place irrespective of, of how it's gonna gonna go but what kind of advice would would you have like i have a I have a destination in mind that's that's possible but there it's it's and i was talking to my buddy with this about this two days ago driving back from tofino he's like so how are you going to show up on the first day because it's so important how you do show up and what your intentions are and how you treat people uh, and all those first impressions because you have a, a clean blank slate so if you have some I believe if you have some sort of intention in mind, like I'm not just going there to do the job and, and wilt away for right. the next few years, I'm going there to kick some ass. So it's so important, I believe, how you show up, how like, what are your thoughts on that on on, on how you and again, it's sort of like if I'm showing up with a, a blank slate, that's one thing. But if someone who's been at a role for, for 10 years, they can also start showing up differently, if they, they choose to empower themselves, or they have a new destination in mind for their role. So what are your thoughts on I guess, showing up um, in a new place and, and, and what that means. Sure. Well, first of all, I, I think it's having that time of self-reflection before you walk through the doors and actually saying, how do I think I showed up in my last job, right? Like, what did I do well? What didn't I do well? How do I want to look going into these doors? And being really honest with yourself. I think you start there. And then I think you go through the doors and you get to know people. You get to know people and then, you know, I, I find that people, when they go into a new role, they always feel like they have to be doing stuff so quickly. I think that's really hard. You don't know the culture. 
You don't know how the company works. And I always say, just get to know people and how we work and just take that time. And it, you're going to, it's going to feel like it's actually too much time. But like, I always remember starting at Nurse Next Door and it, it was probably, it was a good three months before I would go into work every day. And it was that feeling of, oh, there's a fire hose shooting water out at me. And, and the, a decision that I would have made, I, that I made last week, this week, ew, I probably would do it differently. And so giving yourself that space and time to get to know things. And I would, I would think the best impact that I could have going there and, or someone, not me, however, we're talking about me, uh, showing up at a, a, a new position would be if everyone else got lit up in their own ways a, a, a touch more. But, you know, me not really having to do anything other than getting to know them. Yeah, get to know them. Figure out how the place works. Figure out what your job is and what you're going to be required to do. And don't, uh, yeah, just don't push it too hard, too fast. So how do you get inspired to, you know, as, a, as an introvert who likes their, 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 their time, how do you get inspired or how do you navigate, I guess, perhaps situations where, uh, you know, the other humans kind of drain the energy out of us? How do you, how do you, how do you navigate that? Or are you, um, do you have certain tactics to, to avoid that? Or do you have certain processes to kind of guard your, your energy? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think, you know, I look at my retail days and it's sales, right? And so you show up every day in full energy and that's how, you know, I do it today. And I just, that's who I'm going to show up as a leader in an organization. And, you know, if it means I need to go for a walk sometimes, so be it. If it means that I want to go for lunch with, you know, the leadership team, mentorship team, because they give me energy because they're so awesome, then that's what I'm going to do. And so I guess it's like taking those moments or things for you because you know what you're going to need. And so showing up with a lot of energy and then taking the time to replenish as, as you need to. And I would say, yeah, at the beginning, it's going to be even more, right? And over time, it gets less and less in terms of needing to replenish that energy. But yeah, just be really uh, cognizant of, of it at first. Yeah, there's a lot of power in the old walk around the block. Right? <laughs> a exactly. lot of power. Little, like, you know, fresh, fresh air, yeah. blue sky day. And leave rain, the leave the phone, leave the phone on the desk yeah. and go for a walk around the block. Yeah. It's, it's miraculously powerful. Yeah. But what so what are you most excited about coming up 2024? Uh, the book must be um, one of those things, but, but but what else within the organization and yourself, your leadership, or what, yeah. what else is top of your mind these days? You know, listen, we continue to grow very quickly as an organization. That is so much fun. And, you know, we always talk about this concept of continuous improvement. And for me, continuous improvement is seeing something in the organization that doesn't work anymore and getting really excited about it because that means we just grew. So that system or process that's not working, it's because the company grew and that no longer serves the company well. And it's like, wow, we got here with that. Can you imagine where we can go when we figure out another system or process? So, you know, it's that ongoing concept of continuous improvement and looking at the organization in a way that, you know, there's always things to improve upon and getting excited about it as opposed to being fixed in your mindset. This is about having a mindset of abundance and seeing the possibilities of what you can achieve. So what's possible? Oh my gosh, I think we'll be in more countries. I think that we will, you know, have another hundred locations across the globe and we will just continue to help, you know, many, so many communities and keeping people at home, right? People want to be at home. They want to be taken care of. They want to not be lonely. And we have the opportunity to make a big difference in people's lives in many communities across now many countries. And, you know, one of the things we talk about at Nurse Next Door is happier aging. And happier aging is really 
you know, what did you used to love doing that you don't do anymore? And how do we bring that experience to that client and work with them at achieving those moments of happiness and joy in their lives again? You know, and it could be as simple as, you know, wanting to go for a walk and being able to go for a walk because you have a companion. It could be as simple as you get to go for lunch with your friends because you have someone who can drive you there. You know, we think it's big things, but it's actually the little things that make a big difference in people's lives. And it's it's not a, a problem that's going away. I read one of your, your posts or, or quotes about 10,000 uh, new baby boomers a day yeah. over the age of, over right? the age of yeah. turning 65. Yes, the number is staggering. And it's just, you know, it continues to be at the forefront of discussion in, in terms of how the healthcare systems across the globe can handle, uh, handle that, you know, that many people becoming, you know, going to that next level in terms of their life. Um, and I think it's just like, how do we solve it? And we need to do it together. There's not one answer, but home care is certainly part of the solution. And then, and we could have started with this, but for those that the few that aren't familiar with Nurse Next Door, what what is sort of a um, a summary of the services that that you provide? And Nurse Next Door has been around for a while, very great brand recognition. But yeah. there must be a couple people that uh, are curious about the the extent of the services that. Sure. Are, are yeah, available. we've been around for twenty two years. Started here in Vancouver, Canada. Um, you know, twenty two years later, we have over four hundred locations in Canada, the US, Australia, England starting. Um, and, you know, yeah, we provide all the way from companionship, you know, maybe three hours, three times a week, all the way to end of life care. So that full spectrum of care we can do. And therefore, you know, you can support anyone to be able to stay at home through the various aspects of what they're going through. And yeah, we work with families and make sure that you know, their loved ones are able to stay at home and have that quality of life that they deserve. What does that mean to someone to be able to stay at home at, at, for those challenging times of their life? What, what does it mean for them and their families for you to be able to provide that service that they can stay in their home where, where they want to be? Is it, is it, is it monumental? Yeah, I mean, it, it's huge. It, listen, you, you, you see so many families. It's very stressful, right? Um, it's hard to navigate how to help someone who needs support at home. And when, when we're able to do that for a family, you're not just helping that person of the home you're going into, you're helping the entire family and you're taking that stress away from them. And that is very powerful. Cool. Well, appreciate you and your organization and all the work Thank that, you. that you do. Um, yeah. So you're excited about that. Excited to grow. It's awesome, what, yeah. what do you have any expectations for the book and, and putting that out there? Yeah. I, you know, I'd love to uh, make a difference in a lot of people's lives and yeah, sure. I'll put it out there. It'd be great if it became a bestseller. That's it. See, that's one of the, that's See, that's what I, say, I, know. Right? I know, but that's one of the, I mean, that's, that's one of the growths that we, we do in these seats here, right? We have to kind of claim our, yeah, our, our no, what we want for, and put it out there. The question. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, keep it up. We'll, uh, that this will help more people be aware yes, of it. Thank so, you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, if you've gotten this far, I trust you enjoyed the show. I appreciate any five-star reviews, likes, shares, or comments on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you know of just one other person who you think would also enjoy this episode, consider sending it directly to them. I appreciate you. See you next time.